SEO is a thriving industry. Uh, more and more business owners are realizing like the importance of dominating the top of the search engine results pages. Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy, and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I am co-presenter. Today, Joe's interviewing Carrie de Phillips of The Content Factory. Carrie was introduced to us by an earlier guest, Kelly McCausey, and she was a timely intro as Joe's been thinking recently about the power of SEO. Carrie is the founder and CEO of The Content Factory, a digital PR agency that specialises in SEO. She started the business in 2010 with $500, and today TCF represents brands ranging from Astroglide to Fairtrade America. The Content Factory's website generates about $1 million per year worth of targeted organic traffic. Carrie is also the co-host of the Workationing podcast, which follows her decision to travel the world as a full-time digital nomad with her best friend and colleague, Kelly Chase. At each location, they knock out a bucket list item, and the Workationing podcast has been featured everywhere, from fast company to glamour to women's health. Back to the studio. Today, I'm interviewing Carrie de Phillips of The Content Factory. Welcome, Carrie. Great to have you with me. Thanks so much for having me. So start by telling us who you are, what you do, and crucially, where you do it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> well, my name is Carrie de Phillips. I am the founder and CEO of The Content Factory. The Content Factory is a digital marketing agency that specializes in SEO. Uh, we represent brands ranging from Astroglide to Fairtrade America. Um, and essentially, I, I built my company on SEO. Um, I'm also a full-time digital nomad and the co-host of the Workationing uh, podcast. And uh, in 2019, I decided to become a full-time digital nomad and run my business from the road and uh, kind of chronicle those adventures on the podcast and Two years, two plus years later, we're still going strong. And you co-host that, don't you? Because you've just reminded me when you said before we started that you were in Amsterdam. I, um, I've now, as you've said that, thought, oh yes, I listened to your podcast because your friend was in Turkey and there was a big discussion about Turkey. Um, oh, yeah, I was that friend, and actually, <laughs> I just you? Back, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just got back from Turkey day before yesterday. Ah, um, that was it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, the weather's much warmer out there. I, I'm <laughs> tan right now. Uh, yeah, we were just saying European weather is not as good as UK at the moment, but as you say, Turkey would have been a nightmare. My uh, friends who are currently in Naples used to be in Turkey um, with the army, and uh, we went there a few years ago, and uh, it is uh, rather, <laughs> rather uh, hot and interesting, as I think you uh, allude to in your uh, in your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So um, 
so you've been traveling and working for two years. Were you you were doing this before you started traveling? It wasn't the two weren't connected per se, other than obviously it enabled you to do that. Yeah. Um, so when I started the content factory in 2010, I was bootstrapping the whole thing and I was looking for every opportunity to save cost when possible. So uh, I, I realized that I could do what I was doing from home. I didn't need to create an office environment in order to uh, get the work done. Mm -hmm. And as my company grew, I just kept applying that principle that, well, if if you can do it from home, why wouldn't you? And mm -hmm. if you can do it from home, you can probably do it from anywhere. Mm -hmm. So now my company has 12 employees. They're spread out over seven different states. It enables me as an employer to find, uh, it expands the talent pool quite a bit because I'm no longer limited to the talent that's in my geographic area and can come to this office that doesn't need to exist, right? Yes. Uh, so we kind of hire talent from all over and I run my business remotely as well, obviously, uh, and basically my company goes wherever I go, as, mm -hmm. as long as I've got my internet box with me. I need that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And was was SEO and and digital what, what you were doing before you started your business? Is that was that a natural progression for you, or was it an opportunity to to do something from home and and then you had to find that particular route? Um, it, it all kind of started when I was looking for an alternative to my job in advertising where mm -hmm. I had to do the whole like commute thing and go to an office and pay to park downtown, all of that jazz. Um, I, I knew some people who were freelance writers and I just kind of started applying for freelance writing gigs. Mm -hmm. And within three months I had like re completely replaced my income my like day job with freelance writing work. And a lot of that was a SEO based. And so pretty early on in the industry, I got a hardcore crash course in how to write effective content that, that ranks well. Mm -hmm. And so when I started my company, I kind of applied those principles. I practiced what I preached essentially. And I started aggressively creating blog content. Um, and basically all of our leads come to us now. So mm -hmm. I don't have a salesperson. We don't need to do direct outreach uh, on a consistent basis. Clients are reaching out to us and it's because they found us on Google, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so, so if you're hiring an SEO agency, you probably want that agency to rank well. But all well, of that can be done absolutely. remotely. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's interesting because sort of, I don't know, five, 10 years ago, that was comparatively easy because there weren't those that many people or there weren't that many companies that, that were doing that and were doing that well. You know, now it's much more competitive. Um, you've built your business through SEO and obviously that's what you deliver. How um, sort of um, reasonable is it for people to expect to be able to build their businesses using SEO rather than, you know, the, the sort of other routes to do to, you know, paid for advertising or, or, offline network um, advertising or whatever. How, how's the market at the moment in terms of SEO for businesses? It's still wide open and it right. is the wild, wild west, out, west out there. If you are selling mattresses or sex toys, you're going to have a harder time. Those are <laughs> the most competitive uh, fields 
or industries from an SEO perspective. But if I have one regret in business, it's honestly that I didn't blog enough. And that I, if I had only created more content that targeted more keywords, it, my business could be twice as big as it is right now. Mm. And it all grew from SEO. So mm. like to help crystallize the idea, um, as an example, when you Google cost of social media marketing, my blog post comes up first. And the reason why that's valuable to me is because if somebody's looking for the cost of social media marketing, it's probably because they're doing, they're in the research phase before, you know, making a purchase. Do they hire an agency? What kind of tools do they need? Um, as a result, that one blog post has generated over a million dollars in revenue to my company. Wow. Yeah. So when you consider that, like, and that's just one example, but we replicate this for our clients all the time. It's just about knowing how to create the right kind of content in a way that is going to catch people who are actually likely to convert and make a purchase. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. When I interview people on, on the podcast, obviously lots of different types of people, I keep coming back to stuff that I was aware of did specialized in whatever sort of years ago that I've sort of almost got bored of and moved on from and I'm, I'm looking at this now thinking I used to teach SEO and I don't really do it properly myself anymore <laughs> so I am going to you've, you've renewed my enthusiasm for it already it's absolutely worth the effort I mean my favorite thing about SEO I've like I really geek out over this stuff um, it's a weird thing to, to be super into, but I, mm. I just can't get enough of it, honestly. But my favorite yeah. thing about SEO is once you rank and you rank for the types of search terms, your target audience is like entering into their Google boxes, uh, before making a purchase and you catch them at that point, it, yeah. it's really easy to convert them. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, again, basically anybody can create content that ranks. It's just mm -hmm. about targeting the right search terms, uh, not just in, in the sense of can I rank for this, but are they going to buy from me once they get there? Mm -hmm. Well, you might be slightly impressed from very many years ago. I was on the on the front page for um, local online marketing. So that was in the early days when people didn't know that they needed websites and... <laughs> <laughs> things like that so uh yeah obviously i didn't stay doing that <laughs> it would be of no use to me now but uh yeah uh, yes cool so 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 the people that work for you are they are you bringing them in as seo experts therefore you have that opportunity regardless of where they live are you bringing people in that have the right sort of mindset and then you're training them um do they have to be in certain areas legally for you I, I, i'm not sure how that works you said they were in the state still so you're the one that's you know traveling the world right. <laughs> <And> they're, <laughs> they're in they're less remote they're, they're not traveling but they are still not working with you as it were right well and some of them do travel um one of my employees was working from india earlier this year so yeah. I, I mean i give my employees the same freedom and flexibility that i've built for myself yeah in, in this type of work environment and I don't know, it, out of everything, it's one of the things I'm most proud of is that in in finding the freedom to work from home or anywhere for myself, 
I've been able to give the people who work for me the same opportunity to have that that kind of freedom. And it wasn't that long ago that like this could never have been it could have even been possible. Right. Like the Internet is a I don't think that people are leveraging the Internet to the full extent that they could be. (laughs) No, No, I agree. So talk us through how how you manage your work with that dispersed team i've just been talking to somebody else for one of the other podcasts and um we were talking about the importance of uh managing output rather than activity which clearly is what you need to do when you're not actually sitting next to somebody anyway so maybe it's a bit easier when you have remote workers but in sort of organizations where people are sat in front of you i think it's quite hard for people to to move their focus to to it being about performance and output. Um, you know, it's still very much about watching somebody doing the job, but presumably you're not watching <laughs> your people doing what right. they do. So how do you manage that? Oh, well, I mean, I, the good thing about remote work is that all of a sudden, the only thing that you're being judged by is the quality of your work, the yeah. quantity of your work, and the timeliness of your work along with like, are you pleasant enough to interact with? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so output and not just output, but output that actually works where you're providing value is is like the only thing that people are judged by and really as a worker, the only thing that you should be focused on. Am I creating value here? And whether you're writing a blog post or whether you're, you know, tweeting or pitching journalists, uh, the goal is always to provide return on investment for the client. And so mm-hmm. as a manager, that's something that I'm highly focused on. Mm-hmm. But as an employee, I, I make sure that the KPIs are very well established. Everyone understands what the end game is and everyone is working to achieve achieve those specific goals so that at the end of the day, the arrows that we include in client reports are green and pointing upward, which is, you know, it's always good. But like the the output is, it's not enough to just have output. Your output has to convert or your output has to rank or your output Mm -hmm. has to generate retweets and engagement. Um, whatever the goal is, just churning out output in a remote environment is a quick way to lose a contract. Mm-hmm. So how do you physically manage that? Do you have tools and apps that you use with the team? Is it something that's much more around uh, email or how, how does how do they know what they're supposed to be doing and what their KPIs are? Um, that's clearly established and we, you know, have it clearly outlined in our proposals and, uh, it's all just a process. We have process documents for everything. I can Mm -hmm. tell you, uh, we've got a process document for, uh, managing clients at, uh, conventions and trade shows. We have Mm -hmm. a process document for, uh, live tweeting events. We have a process (laughs) document for exactly how to structure your content and how to incorporate keywords as well as a process document for how to research the right types of keywords. Like we have a documented process for everything. And that kind of is a fail safe so that as long as you're following the process, the results are going to follow and everyone understands what we want the results to be. Um, We use a ton of tools for that. 
um, ranging from SEMrush to AREFs to we're big on Slack, Skype, Google Hangout. <laughs> uh, Trello, we are down with the Trello. Uh, obviously, uh, Google Drive is, <laughs> I can't imagine what I would do without it. But um, also like uh, little things like uh, inbox optimizers. So I use Mixmax, which is, it's my favorite. Uh, Mixmax allows you to like snooze your uh, emails. So like it'll get it out of your inbox, but it'll pop it up as a reminder. So if you're asking people for things, you wanna make sure that you schedule that email to come back into your inbox when you wanna follow up, mm -hmm. assuming they haven't gotten back to you. So it, it kind of just like removes that entire section of brain that was like wondering if and when I should follow up with this person or like they forget to do it. It, it automates that process. Yeah. You can also use it to see when your emails are getting read. So we, <laughs> uh, we track all of our emails. We know when our clients read their emails. Uh, I yeah. know when my team reads their emails. Um, but Mixmax is, you can use templates. It, it, it's a real time saver and it's gotten me closer to inbox zero than I've probably ever been. Mm -hmm. Still not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> and your own management of your time, given you have people working in different time zones and also this is about you working you know, remotely and traveling, how do you manage a day? And I guess they're all different, but <laughs> on average. <laughs> Sure. Um, I keep EST hours. So I stay with New York time because most of my team is on EST. Um, and so, and a lot of our clients are too. So that's kind of convenient. I stay up a little bit later. I'm often working on a Monday until like 12 or one in the morning. Um, but I get to sleep in and I do all of my life stuff. I front load my day with it because mm. my team isn't going to really show up until 2 p.m. So mm. I've got until 2 to do all kinds of stuff. And then yeah. I sit down and get to work. Mm. Um, and, you know, my day varies. I can take breaks. Uh, I took off a little bit early yesterday to go play uh, virtual reality zombie killing I try and like incorporate some life stuff into my day because otherwise it's really easy to just work around the clock yes yeah and what about location you said you're in Amsterdam you've just come back from Turkey have you got like a, a list of places you want to go to or are they are there places that are, are, are sort of more popular for remote working what what are the is there a decision behind or is it just some somewhere that you fancy <laughs> oh well it, it really depends um so when i started the workationing podcast with my co-host kelly uh in we started january 1st 2017 we were on a plane and we went to puerto rico and the original idea was that we were going to spend a month at a time in each location and then uh, you knock out a bucket list item and a, uh, and a professional goal at each stop. We had like a very structured, we're going to do this and we know how. And so uh, we started at Puerto Rico and spent our month there. But then we went to Medellin, Colombia. 
and we got just a great deal on an Airbnb. <laughs> and we were in the front <laughs> for like no money. And so we decided that we liked it there enough to extend our stay to two months. And uh, when we went to Acapulco, it was hot. It was, we were sick the whole time. It was, it was pretty miserable. And yeah. we actually did that there in like three weeks. Mm -hmm. So we left our Airbnb early. <laughs> we couldn't get a <laughs> refund or anything, but it was it was worth it for us to get out. Um, it it depends on your time zone preferences. I prefer to be way ahead of my team than behind my team because yeah. if I'm behind my team, then I feel like I need to catch up. So basically, that eliminates Australia and you know all of Asia. Um, plus six is about as far as I want to go, like a six yeah. hour advantage uh, mm -hmm. on my team. Anything beyond that, it, it gets kind of wonky. So I would say it's based on your time zone preferences and also how you want to live. Because uh, when we were in Medellin, it, we lived like queens, literally in the penthouse suite for less than I was paying for my apartment in uh, New Hampshire. Yeah. So... Uh, you, you can go weird places and save a lot of money. Uh, I mm -hmm. have set up uh, Amsterdam as my home base, but I just love it here. Uh, the pace of living is awesome. Uh, the culture is very cool. And it, it's like I'm walking through a storybook every day that delights me. <laughs> so I decided to choose Amsterdam, but it, you can really choose your own adventure. And it depends on like, I don't know, do you want to be on a beach or do you want to be in a city? Yeah. It all boils down to personal preference. Yes. Yeah. So you're um, an expert in, in remote working. You're, you're doing it yourself and you're in, employing people who are doing that too. I'm sure there's people listening who just think it's, you know, a dream career. They'd love to do that, but don't really know where to start. What, what can people do and where can people find remote jobs? Because, you know, there's quite a lot of sort of scammy stuff around, isn't there, where you can you know yeah supposedly earn money and it doesn't really work that way and everything else but there's also lots of you know um you know proper companies like yours that are springing up that are offering these these jobs how do you find the, the good ones um well it, once you know what spammy looks like it's pretty easy to avoid it and you definitely mm -hmm. want to stay away from any kind of like multi-level marketing campaigns um yeah. or, or schemes it smells like a ponzi you know mm -hmm. uh 99 of people lose money uh, on MLMs. So definitely avoid those, although they, although they may look shiny. Um, mm -hmm. I teach people how to find remote work. Um, we have an online training course for that. But essentially, where you need to start is what are you good at? Um, there are a ton of writing jobs. Uh, and if you can learn SEO, then you can really write your own ticket and you can get some really high paying SEO jobs. And there are so many of them. Uh, SEO is a thriving industry. Uh, more and more business owners are realizing like the importance of dominating the top of the search engine results pages. Yeah. Um, or, you know, maybe if you're into graphic design, these are all remote uh, skills that yeah. you can do from anywhere. So then once you have that skill down and uh, even if you're you're new, I started with no experience. 
I, the first writing job I got was just that my first writing job. I had never done it before. <laughs> so you always have to start somewhere, you know, yep. uh, the yep. point is just to start. And uh, one of the things that I have the people that I teach do is uh, start with Craigslist. And there are so many jobs on Craigslist and so many of them are remote friendly, especially in the marketing web design and like content writing. SEO space. And yeah. if you're looking for remote work, you shouldn't just be looking in like your area because who cares? You're not going to be in that area probably. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. don't limit yourself. If you live in Omaha, don't just look at Craigslist Omaha, look at Craigslist New York City, look at Craigslist San Francisco, look at every city's Craigslist. What's popping off in Portland, Oregon? There are jobs being posted there that are remote. Go find them, you know, mm -hmm. start aggressively uh, applying for jobs. We have uh, we have like templates of cover letters and resumes based off of people who have actually gotten the job. Uh, so you can just repurpose that, <laughs> you know, yeah. but yeah. It, anybody can find remote work. There, there are tons of VA. Uh, opportunities out there and Facebook groups are also a great resource but um, it, anybody can find remote work you just have to really apply for it I used to apply to like 50 gigs a day on Craigslist and again it only took me three months to replace my salary but um, it, it's doable <laughs> yes yeah yeah I had to send 50 emails a day though it took some time and it took mm -hmm. some like how bad do you want to get out of the office? Mm, you know, yeah. go put yeah. in that time then. <laughs> yeah, nobody yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, when it comes to sort of how you look after yourself to make sure you've got your energy to do your your work and go off and do your um, virtual reality zombie killing, <laughs> um, how do you do that? Given that you do travel, so you know, a lot of people talk about having sort of routines and and how they sort of look after themselves and that, that goes a bit to pot when they go away. Well, clearly you're constantly away and you're in different environments each time. Do you have something that you sort of adapt or do you have to sort of make it afresh each, each place you go? I, I think that that's my favorite part of moving around is that it shakes things up actually. And each new destination is an opportunity to evaluate what works for you, what doesn't and what you want to carry with you to the next destination. Mm. Um, in terms of routine, I really try to sleep enough. <laughs> uh, mm. That's important to me. Uh, I have a pedometer. I make sure to get my steps in every day. Um, I, I like to start working at least two hours ahead of my team. That enables me to like catch up on emails or maybe finish up projects or, or whatever before everyone comes online and starts having questions for me to answer. <laughs> um, and uh, making that time to go kill zombies in virtual reality uh, is a key part of what keeps me sane and makes life worth living because who wants to work all the time? I work a lot. I work, I work like 60 plus hour weeks. And so you best believe that I'm going to make some time to go float in an isolation tank or like swim in a bioluminescent bay or go play Tejo, which is the national 
sport of Colombia. <laughs> I learned that yeah. while we were at Vision. But making the time to knock out those items on your bucket list and making the time to make sure that like you're living your life because we're only mm. getting older. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love the fact that you're show number 118 and, and you're the first person since Kathy Brown on show number one to mention zombies, by the way. <laughs> so she she had bought into a Kickstarter for the Couch to 5K app, but it was mm -hmm. one where you got chased by zombies. So um, I'll, I'll have to tell her. I, I spoke to her this morning, but I'll have to tell her next time I speak to her that uh, we've again mentioned zombies at show 118. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised it took that long. I feel like I zombies should be more top of mind, you know? I know. What's everyone else been doing? Obviously, you know, different things, but not zombies. <laughs> Lovely. Zombies, guys. <laughs> That's very real. So let's talk a bit about how you sort of develop yourself and how you, you learn as you go along. I mean, you said that you started um, – with no experience and you just got on and clearly you know the SEO stuff and everything else is all calm you've learned as you've gone along how do you make that happen for yourself uh don't accept I don't know <laughs> the reason the reason why I'm an expert in the industry is because whenever I had a question I didn't just let that be something I wondered about for the next few weeks until I forgot it I like yeah. looked up the answer and um, I'm an autodidact. They, they weren't teaching uh, SEO back when I was in school. And I can tell you that the SEO that they're teaching in schools right now is completely not comprehensive and it mm -hmm. doesn't focus on all of the right things. And it's because the people who are teaching it are not actually practicing it. Yes. And it's a fast moving industry with Google algorithm updates that happen all the time. Mm -hmm. And then each time there's a new update, you got to worry about that. You know, you, you should at least concern yourself with like, is this going to be good or bad for me? And how can I adjust my behavior in order to make sure that I am uh, appeasing the search engine gods? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. They, they who, who must be obeyed. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So like teach yourself. There's, I've got a killer SEO online training course that uh, will teach you how to do SEO for yourself or your clients the exact same way that we do for national brands. Um, but you, any knowledge is available in this mm -hmm. age of the internet. So if you want to become an expert at something, start by just looking into it. <laughs> what is Absolutely. this? Mm -hmm. What is SEO? Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Well, how do I write content that ranks? Okay. Well, that's going to, uh, you're going to have a few more questions after that, you know, but if you keep, I don't Googling them. <laughs> you'll yeah. become an expert over time because mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to have to teach yourself the same lesson too many times before you just know it. Oh, I know the answer to that. It never ceases to amaze me at the moment how few people actually do that and and you know use the the advantages of Google. I I'm sort of quite famous for you know a question pops up and before anyone has even thought about what the answer might be I've got my phone in my hands and I'm googling it and I just think that's the natural thing to do and whether you you know you might have to sift through information and work out what's true and what isn't because you know what comes up top might just be well SEO'd and not not necessarily the truth <laughs> as we right. know um, but it just I don't know it just feels a bit I can't I can sometimes you know say I can't believe more people don't 
get really good at Google to find out stuff. Exactly what you said that bit about just spend your life wondering. <laughs> it just seems a bit right. alien to me. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't have to guess, guys. <laughs> We've got the answer. You just have to ask the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So talking about um, sort of pursuing things to the nth degree, you've actually run some maths, as we call it, with the S in England, um, <laughs> about how much your employees save in terms of hours by working from home. And you're saying it's it's 500 hours. How did you come up with those numbers? Tell us more about that. So uh, I am a lady with a challenging hair texture. <laughs> and it, it takes me a minute. It takes me a minute to do my hair so that it's office ready. I'm going to put that at 45 minutes, actually, because you gotta <laughs> you gotta really blow it out, <laughs> or it's gonna it's gonna go wild on you, you know. So I got to tame that to look office appropriate. Uh, there have been studies that show that women who wear glamorous makeup to the office are viewed as more likable, more trustworthy, and more so if you're a lady who wants to put her best foot forward toward that next promotion, you're going to need to go full drag and uh, really <laughs> that makeup. That takes time, too. I'm going to put that at like 20, 30 minutes, yeah. uh, maybe the low end. It, you can get faster at it with more practice. So yeah. then you've got to commute to and from downtown in the U.S., the average commute. I forget exactly what it was, but it was something like 33 minutes each way. You're losing like an hour just on getting to and from work. And like yeah. ladies in particular, you're losing so much time getting ready for a job that you're already ready to do. Yeah, you don't need to put on war paint to work from home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can do it in your yoga pants and then you'll have like full range of motion. Uh, it, it saves so much time. And when you give yourself that time back, uh, you can invest it in all kinds of different areas. You you know, you can go yeah. kill zombies at laser tag, or you can learn SEO, or you can do, you've got 500 hours each yes. year back. So you can invest it in all kinds of different ways uh, that help you achieve your personal and professional goals. Yes, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I agree. I like having a commute that's like 30 seconds down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had... On a previous show a few weeks ago, Rob Moore uh, um, thought we were doing a live when we did the, the podcast, and I was hilariously telling him that I'd just come back from a massage. I had greasy greasy hair, greasy face, and creases down my face. I wasn't going to be on camera. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he probably, the fact that he didn't tell me he was going to do it in advance probably means that he'd quite happily just rock up on camera regardless. But uh, I need to do all of that, get your hair right, make your you know face look okay, make sure you've got the right clothes on and everything else. And uh, that's precisely why I don't do video, because it is too much effort. <laughs> right? No, it, it, reclaim your time. That is unpaid yeah. labor. So, yes. absolutely. Avoid it. <laughs> so, last couple of questions. Um, firstly, what about all th those days when it all goes horribly wrong, when you have a bad day or stuff doesn't happen as you were hoping it's going to? How do you deal with that? Uh, I have a quote that I have read so many times that I can recite it from memory. And it's by one Ralph Waldo Emerson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he wrote, Finish it each day and be done with it. You have done what you could. Some absurdities and blunders no doubt crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day and you shall begin it serenely and with too high of a spirit to be encumbered by your old nonsense. 
and whenever I'm <laughs> having a rough day, which is enough that obviously I can just like recite that from memory. <laughs> yeah. I I read that and I know that like I'm doing my best. I I know that I am leaving it all on the field when I'm you know playing the game of business every day. Like I. Yeah. I know that I work hard. I know that I'm doing the best that I can. And so I try to be kind to myself because there are going to be mistakes. There are going to be people who mess up on your watch. And as your manager, then you're responsible for that. Uh, there are going to be days when you yourself make mistakes. So like how you treat yourself uh, can make the difference in your mindset and ultimately how you're able to deal with the absurdities and blunders that will no doubt creep in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I love it. I love that quote. It's uh, it's a good one to live by for sure. <laughs> and last question, those days where you get the chance to live more, where, and I mean uh, that's where you get to do more of the things that you want to do and less of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do. What does mm -hmm. one of those days look like for you? Where, where I get to do whatever I want? Yeah, yeah, where you get to live more. Okay, well, yeah, it, diff it differs. Uh, I like to get up to some weird stuff. I like to have cool stories to tell. So that means kind of actively seeking out fun things to do. Um, I, I got it in my head that I really wanted to go cage diving with sharks in South Africa. So I went ahead and I made that happen for myself. <laughs> and uh, when you work from home, you can do that. You can give yourself these gifts. So um, it's I, I work a lot, like I said, but I do strategically make time for myself. And then as I make that time for myself, I try to make it worth the while. You know, sometimes it is a Netflix binge, but mostly I try to get out and interact with people who like keep my cup full and uh, and do fun things with them. Yeah. 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 And I think um, just even focusing on that and knowing that that's what you're focusing and opens opportunities doesn't it opens time and, and and stuff up for you to do I think people who feel that they just don't have time to do it or their life doesn't enable it just have have a harder time of, of thinking of those things and making them happen yeah I mean it helps to have something fun to look forward to like you just got to get through this day because you know that you're gonna go like really slay some zombies later <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, uh, if you're not making the time for yourself you're probably making the time for yourself actually like how many tabs do you have open in your google box <laughs> yeah. and uh, like how much time do you spend on facebook how much yeah. time do you spend not being efficient and doing things? Like uh, that's wasted time that you could allocate toward killing zombies. So <laughs> just be more efficient with your time and be honest with yourself about when you're when you're wasting yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're going to procrastinate, be productive about it. Like don't just watch YouTube videos. Go clean the kitchen. Or, you know, respond to that email or do something else that is slowly inching you toward done for the day. Um, and, and you'll find that you will have time. And while you're at it, make it cool for yourself.
Yeah, yeah. I think it is just about scheduling those things in, isn't it? It's like today I've got a really heavy day of I had loads of activities this morning that I had to get done and it was all a bit uh, optimum timing. I've got four podcast interviews this afternoon. I've got a choir thing this evening. And my friends just said, do I want to go out for dinner in the meantime? And I'm like, yeah, OK. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, I'm, uh, you know, a lot of this is happening because I'm I'm um, off in the caravan on Saturday. And uh, and so I'm like, you know, what was I thinking? But of course, what I was thinking is I'll put a stake in the ground that says this is when I'm going to do something, whatever it might be. And that means that lead up to it does become extra busy, but you just make it happen, don't you? And then yeah. the thing planned happens too. Whereas if you wait till you've got time, you never seem to have the time. Exactly. There's And there's no right time, by the way. No, no, <laughs> no, really no. Time, So why not just, how about now? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So thanks, Carrie. It's been really interesting uh, talking to you. You've inspired me to go away and re-look at the old CEO, CEO SEO thing for, for my business. <laughs> so let's hope you've done the same for other people. Tell people how they can find out more about you and perhaps those courses that you mentioned and how they can get in touch with you. Sure. Uh, my website is C-O-N-T-E-N-T-F-A-C, Content Fact dot com uh all of our trainings and guides are right there you can check them out and buy them on the website uh, i also have a sisters in seo group that i co-founded about a year ago and there are already over 2100 ladies in seo <laughs> who have joined the facebook group uh and it's great because it, it, seo especially for like women in the tech space uh, the Facebook groups are brutal and there's a lot of mansplaining and we can just, I, I just carved out a section of the internet for my ladies in SEO. <laughs> I thought that it, was a, it was a good thing to do. Um, so you can check that out. And uh, the Workationing podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, basically everywhere you catch your favorite casts. And um yeah, I think that that's it. We've got a workationing Facebook group. If you're into remote work, you can check us out at Facebook slash or Facebook.com slash groups slash workationing. And uh, there are like 3000 people in that group. So oh. uh, we've got a, We've got a cool crew and it's a great place to build your skills and ask questions and, you know, find remote work. We've got a lot of great tutorials on that, including the uh, process that I used for Craigslist. Brilliant. Lovely. Thank you, Carrie. It's been really good talking to you, as I said. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. Let me know when it goes live, and I'll make sure to promo it across all of our channels. Lovely. Thank you. All this information is available in the show notes. To get to them, you just need to go to powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 118. Powertolivemore.com forward slash 118. Last week, I started to tell you a bit about the four sections of my new membership site, which is Power to Live More Calm. I talked about community last week and how we're using Slack within the community for people to stay in touch and share information and generally not feel so isolated as a work at home coach or consultant. This week, I'm going to talk a bit about accountability, which is the A of CALM. So we have community, accountability, learning and materials. And so the accountability part of the membership has a number of 
uh, options, if you like. So one of the things that came up again in the survey that I did earlier in the year with home-based coaches and consultants about their frustrations and the things that they find difficult was about that whole thing around focus and actually getting things done. And one of the routes to help you with that is to think about accountability and how you use accountability will vary depending on your own personal preferences. So some people like to just sort of globally, publicly tell people they're going to do things and they might just post stuff on Facebook or some other social network to let them know that's going to happen or they might tell their networking group or they might tell their friends or family and that's sufficient to get them sort of geared up to getting whatever it is done that they've committed to doing. Some people like to work with a group of people supporting each other around that accountability piece so that's why people join mastermind groups and networking groups and generally sort of business groups where they can have those regular conversations and sort of report back in each time they get together and some people just like their own accountability so there's uh, something that has been ascribed to a comedian and I can't remember his name at the moment um, around taking daily actions and ticking it off really um obviously so either having a, a something up on the wall or having something on your phone or having something in your diary where you can tick off every day to say that you've done whatever it is you've committed to yourself that you're going to do and and so you're using a tool to uh show that um commitment and and create that accountability just to yourself you're not necessarily sharing that with anybody else but you are uh keeping that streak of ticks if you like to say that you've done Um, what it is and I can't think what the um, comedian's name was but he supposedly used to write a joke or jokes every day and he used to tick off these uh, this wall chart to say that he'd done that and that's where that's come from I just break off now to say if it's sounding a bit noisy like it's raining well it is because oh here it goes (laughs) Um, I'm in my caravan still and obviously when it rains it's quite noisy so uh, if you can hear rain then that's exactly what it is (laughs) Um, so within our power to live more calm site there are a number of options for accountability as i said based on the fact that different people look for different types of accountability and we'll add to these as further ideas come to me or as people request different uh, routes so we have weekly calm calls and those are online calls held on zoom where we can just get together and have that sort of face-to-face conversation around what we're up to what we're doing what we said we were going to do and what we've achieved and so on and they're, they're very informal and they happen at different times throughout the week so that if you've got certain things that stop you coming to the call that's on say Monday afternoon you can come to the following week because it's on Thursday afternoon and so on so they move around so that people can join uh, when suits them so that's the weekly calm calls and once a month during those calls we have a hot seat so we have a day where if you've got a particular issue that you want to talk about or you want to get some help around you can bring that to the call and whoever's on the call will be able to help you with that obviously including me and that's um, just once a month so that we don't sort of go through that each time we get together because some of the calls that we have are very much more about you know that community building chat and so on. We also use something called Habit Share which is an app that you can use individually for the example I gave where you decide what you're going to do on a daily basis and you tick it off 
on your phone every day to say that you've done it. So it's something that you can use yourself. But the reason that I chose HabitShare as the app that we use for that is that it's also got a social element to it in that you can invite people to view your account. So within the community or even outside of the community, if there's people that you'd like to agree some accountability with, you can use the HabitShare app and then you can give them access to your account so that when you're ticking things off or not ticking them off and saying that you didn't get whatever that thing was done today like you intended to, people can see that and can support you and offer comments and so on as part of that. So we have the HabitShare app uh, within the community and there's also some training on that in the learning section so that you know how to set that up and get that going for you. So that, as I say, can be for you if you just like accountability for yourself, but also you can invite people to that uh, and that can create that external accountability as well. And then the other thing we've got in there at the moment is uh, the opportunity to find an accountability partner. So if you actually want to really build a relationship with one person, so you've got that real one-to-one accountability and that's where you keep each other accountable or potentially just one of you keeping the other accountable. It doesn't have to be a two-way situation, but it does tend to be. Then you can advertise, if you like, that that's what you're looking for through our Slack group, through the community. And identify somebody who is keen to do the same as you and then you can connect up with them and there's an opportunity uh, to do that with me unless there's too many people who want to do that in which case I'll not have enough time uh, but you know there, there is that facility there to find that one person or maybe you know three of you a small group of you uh, to do something very much together rather than as part of the, the wider group so Lots of different ways of creating that accountability. So either, as I said, in the big group, with a small group, uh, with one other person, or even just with yourself, uh, so that you can really key yourself into getting done the things that you need to do. And, you know, we all procrastinate at times and sometimes that whole accountability piece is all it takes to get you to do stuff because you know somebody's waiting to hear that you've done it and you've committed to doing it and so you know you just get on and prioritize that above everything else whereas if you're uh, perhaps just saying to yourself that you're going to do something then it's easier to come up with reasons and excuses to yourself that sound legitimate (laughs) and don't perhaps sound quite as legitimate when you're explaining them to someone else so uh, getting other people involved in that accountability piece can be really helpful. So that's a bit about the accountability section of Calm. And so next week I'll tell you a bit about the learning section. There's quite a number of courses in there at the moment and I'll have some more in there by next week. So I'll be able to tell you the sorts of things that uh, you can learn in that particular part of the community. So hope you are having a good week. As I said, I'm in my caravan. It's very wet. We packed up a couple of days ago in ridiculous torrential rain and uh, I've got lots of damp equipment whether that be tents or um, uh, I don't know coats or whatever so I'm hoping that the sun's going to come out and will um, dry it (laughs) before I speak to you next week although looking at the weather forecast not sure that's likely to happen (laughs) but anyway uh, so I'm back on my own the family have gone home and uh, they're off to normal life again although little Dobsy's off on holiday uh, with granny and uh uh, my husband Simon's gone back to to work, so um, normal life is re 
starting at our house with our animals and so on uh, and I'm still swanning around <laughs> working from my caravan which when it's sunny will be really lovely not quite so good in the rain but hey that's that's this thing about living more getting to do the things that I want to do being in my happy place even if it is a bit noisy and a bit damp <laughs> so hope you're having a good week and uh, as again the, as the show notes for this week's show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 118 and we look forward to speaking to you next week use your power to live more